Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Supermarcado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us for this very exciting episode. Once again, this is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music by Jake Kaufman. <laughs> My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. That's right. This is an all Jake Kaufman <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, guys, today, this is going to be the funkiest episode we've had in a long time. We're spotlighting on the very recent soundtrack by Jake Kaufman, Supreme League of Patriots. This is a 70s funk disco jazz album that is so good, so legit, so groovy. I I love it. I think it's fair to say that we pick we pick favorites here on this show. Um, we sure do. Jake Kaufman is probably one of our favorites. Uh, we've played so much of his music on this podcast, and we've geeked out and fangirled out plenty of times, probably too many times <laughs> to count. Um, but yeah, I'm incredibly excited. We've featured some music from this game. Before. I mean, just listen to this, guys. What you're hearing right now. We we had a really long play, and just so you know, we wanted to give plenty because this is the main theme right here. The game is called Main Titles, so we wanted to play this in a decent amount of the track but just listen to how spot on this is it kind of reminds me of some of the swanky stuff you hear in movies like the incredibles where they try to harken back to that same kind of mission impossible sound right you know and one thing that's so great about this score is that there's many different ways to go back to that 70s sound this is one of the ways but uh there are more kind of chill laid back sure like disco-y ways that you're able to do that too and he does all of them you, you guys will hear as you go throughout the score it kind of has a few different genres but it, it always feels dead on and it's for the most part all real performers too which is really makes it so lively well, uh, yeah, I think it's also, yeah, it's important to say there's sort of a self-aware quality to the music wanting mm-hmm. to have, the, as Carl mentioned, distinctly 70s sound. I think it's because a lot of the kind of spy TV show movie um, musical cliches are also tied in a little bit with superheroes because mm-hmm. you think of like the 1960s Batman and the old Spider-Man TV show. And so I, I think there's some of there's some overlap between the two. And I think a perfect example of another project going for a similar aesthetic is the Incredibles, you know? Yeah. And I think that almost revitalized some attention to the kind of Lalo Schifron um, sound. In some ways, um, I mean, I'm not sad about this, but in some ways I am a little sad that the only times composers can do this kind of thing is if it's a comedy or if it's like tongue in cheek. Like you could never do this seriously anymore. What's wonderful though about Jake Kaufman is you can tell he has a he has a genuine love of that era of music and mm-hmm. he just knocks it out of the park. It's in a way it's almost where he's most comfortable as a composer because sure. he has a tremendous love of jazz and funk. And, and you know, getting back to the sense of humor, uh, I hear that sense of humor in almost everything he does. Like when you listen to Shovel Knight, there's a lot of like comedy in not only that game but the music too uh so it's just really lively well i can tell you and i will have plenty to say about this yes, soundtrack, yes, so yes. why don't we get into it uh so you guys heard main titles from supreme league of patriots composed by jake kaufman as well as every track we're going to play today all right let's move on to the next track this is a little bit more laid back than the track you just heard it's called apartment let's take a listen funky you guys are listening to apartment from supreme league of patriots composed by jake kaufman uh some wonderful performers i'll read off the performers here uh jake is on bass and guitar on this whole album 
We also have Robbie Altscher, who does engineering and recording, Jeff Ball on violin, Jim Skimanetti on sax, uh, Brian Burrell on drums, and Scott Whitney on trumpet. So wonderful players. Uh, Will, what do you think about this track, Apartment? For me, it just totally nails the vibe. I feel like I'm in the 70s here. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's it's fun. You know, we talk about... Uh musical cliches and I, I don't necessarily mean cliche in like a derogatory sense but just kind of you know evoking an older era intentionally and what's so cool about that is like you mentioned before there's a lot of different ways to do that the main theme we mm-hmm. played in with is a little bit more high energy and this is something that's much more laid back and it's honestly the perfect kind of music you know it's called apartment it's the perfect kind of um, thing and it even works throughout the history of games you know I think of like Sam and Max you know the really kind of funky jazz that plays mm-hmm. in the in the right in the beginning of the game when you're in your office building well will you made such a great point and you know what's interesting is these first three tracks we heard today the main titles apartment which we just heard and the next thing we're going to play in some ways they represent three different decades because in my opinion that main titles was almost more 60s kind of spy sounding the one we just heard was unequivocally 70s but the next track we're going to play is actually quite 80s so he's almost trying to (laughs) trying to get three separate um kind of camp qualities of the of the decades here well again i i think it's like it's all music that he personally loves i I imagine there was probably a directive of evoking an older sound particular it may have even been his idea well it's kind of like a crime solving uh like adventure game so so yeah uh awesome we're gonna move on to mel's theme here we go love Jake Kaufman because he has so much diversity in what he can compose. This track sounds nothing like really most of the other tracks in the game. It's a lot more melodic and pure, I guess. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of emotional, which, uh, you know, there's some cheese to it, but I don't know, the fact that he composes it earnestly, it really, it's, you know, it's just one of those kind of things where it's just, you can't really say anything against it because whether or not you like this kind of music, you can't deny that he just nails it. This is Mel's theme from Supreme League of Patriots. If anyone's not familiar who Jay Kaufman is, he also goes by Vert. And he started off in the remix scene. Uh, I know he was pretty active in the OC remix scene. I think 2000 was the year where he uh, scored his first game. I think it was a Game Boy Color game. He did a lot of Game Boy Color uh, games. And then he moved on to do games such as Contra 4. Uh, He worked on DuckTales Remastered, obviously Shovel Knight. Um, So now he's really become uh, one of the kind of go-to American composers that quite prolific as well yeah anything that's retro or anything that is really groovy or funky i would say jake is the person to go to yeah he really i think can do anything you ask him to do he's one of the most versatile composers i think working today um and he's brilliantly sort of demonstrated that on his own with independent projects and now you know he's i think the whole rest of the world is sort of waking up to how great he is. Um, And it's just, I'm so excited to always get new Jake Kaufman soundtracks because in a way you have no idea what you're going to get. And in another sense, you know exactly what you're going to get because you know, you're going to get 
to some extent funky <laughs> groovy jazzy awesomeness even if it's like orchestral even if you it's, know it's gonna be good know, yeah old school mm-hmm. chip tune you know there, there's always something about it that has to be incredibly satisfying on a rhythmic level a melodic level and on like a harmonic chord structure level he really nails all three of those basic elements of music well there's always this high level you're right it doesn't matter what genre it is but there's always this high level of intent where it's like every note is you is the right choice and you can tell there's all these sure. choices that are being made that feel so tasteful uh that's really the the one kind of commonality across his music uh wonderful track let's move on we got a lot of great music to get to today this is one we've played before uh it should be mentioned that this is a very recent uh game came out in march of this year so only a couple months old here let's move on to the track called the park is just the best you guys are listening to the park composed by jake kaufman from supreme league of patriots which is a pc game that came out this year really nice sax solos here uh you know i think we've talked a little bit about this on this track we we played this recently it might have been in our superheroes episode which fittingly enough came out like right around the time of this game's launch uh i hadn't heard anything about this game it was one of those things where since i you know buy jake's music a lot on his band camp i get an email whenever he releases a new album so i just got the email and i was like wow and i think a lot of people around the world just like oh this is a pleasant surprise uh the new jake kaufman soundtrack is always a fun day whenever that happens uh will let's talk a little bit about this track um for me the the thing that is the the coolest thing about it is probably the rhythmic ideas of bone to bump bump bum. I think there's a lot of strong rhythm in this track, uh, reminiscent of his mighty switch force stuff. I feel like the rhythm and the groove is is what makes that stuff so catchy. Uh, what what are some of your favorite things about this track? Gosh, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. Just everything is uh, firing so solidly on all cylinders. Um, I really, mm-hmm. I like you. I mean, I, I love all the rhythmic and groove elements. Um, the melody is very kind of simple and fits sort of right in the pocket yeah. of that disco-y chord progression, which has sort of like a lot of modulating, you know, borrowed chords. It's very jazzy, you know, it feels like right out of the disco era, but in a way like more funky and more jazzy than a lot of disco was, which I guess is just sort of playing to his strengths as a composer. Um, But it's also perfect for instrumental music. You know, a lot of times when I think of disco, I think of just popular music of the, you know, 70s and part of the 80s. Um, But really, this is more kind of feels like an extension of jazz, um, which is just, oh, God, it feel it's just so feel good. It really is. You know, it's interesting. I look on the credits here that, that I just read and there's nothing listed for keys which means Jake's also playing all the keys and piano parts too, <laughs> which shouldn't be surprising because a lot of that is the melodic content, but so good. And yeah, when he incorporates the fake strings in there, it's just like, it, you really can't go wrong with it because when you're hearing real bass and drums and horns with fake strings, like you're not even realizing what's real and what's fake. You're just accepting well, it. And it, yeah, and it is, it's well implemented. I, 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 I kind of mm-hmm. have the suspicion that there is like, at least one real violinist. Well, there is being in there to there like is one augment real violinist, the yeah. virtual instrument kind of stuff. 
I love it so much. Hopefully we're going to get more of this kind of sound for games because, you know, that Mint, that Mint Potion Studios that uh, he kind of started recently. Hopefully this is kind of continues to be the norm for his soundtracks. The thing that I would say is sort of the consistent thread through this whole soundtrack because we mentioned that it feels like a conglomeration of a lot of music from the, from the 60s through the 80s. So, you mm-hmm. know, like three decades worth of music. It's the the thing that keeps it all together is the size of the ensemble is the size of the ensemble. It's all trying to evoke very big music. You know, you think of like big band music or disco or you know stuff like that. Very large, heavy, kind of brassy sounds. But all of this stuff is done with a little bit smaller ensemble. You know, keys, right. bass, saxophone, maybe a small violin section. But you know, we don't get these sounds of like a giant brass band. And I think that's the thing that is sort of like a consistent thread through the entire soundtrack is just the size of that ensemble. So musically, it feels like it's evoking an older era. But in terms of the arrangement, there's kind of this consistent, not necessarily modern, but yeah, just sort of like a uniform quality about it. Yeah, this next track we're going to play is called Bleeding Hearts Theme, and it's probably the sweetest uh, track in the game, you know, I would say just behind, or maybe just in front of that Mel's theme we heard. So it's a very delicate, uh, nice change of pace from what we've heard so far. Let's take a listen to Bleeding Hearts Theme from Supreme League of Patriots. guys are listening to bleeding hearts theme composed by jake kaufman this is very different will what do you think about this track uh let's talk about the melody because this is probably the most melodic that's really what this whole track is about there's not much groove here so it has some different intentions some different priorities what do you think about the the melody of this track you know it's interesting there's aspects about it that i like and there's certain things about it where you know i just kind of i don't know my ears hear it like wanting to go in a different direction i actually really like the arrangement kind of the you ukulele and glockenspiel Mm -hmm. is a thing that's sort of a popular modern like indie aesthetic and i know part of that is trying to be a little bit of like a retro throwback thing but it's very sweet and incredibly cute so I, i love that um, there's that interesting moment in the melody where it goes to like the minor four chord. It's that kind of big emotional moment, but the melody kind of uh, stays in the same place that it, it had been going previously. That's yeah. an effect I, I tend to like, you know, when the melody creates sort of a dissonance with the chords, but it's kind mm-hmm. of this, it's this consistency with the melodic line rather than, you know, fitting around the harmony. I think there's parts at sort of the end of the phrase that I feel like, it didn't necessarily like go anywhere dramatically um but it you know i don't know i guess different tastes you know yeah and also i mean i think i do think the point of of that track was to be very schmaltzy and i think that he definitely nailed that <laughs> um awesome. yeah he totally nailed the tone yeah i was just talking sort of like i don't know specifics about the melody well, th- this is cool the next one to me feels like 70s 80s hard to say what it is but it's definitely like the theme of like entering the police station in like some sort of starsky and hutch uh, type situation let's take a listen to nypd office
This is so badass. So far, my favorite of the day. This is NYPD Office. Yeah, me too. This is what I want from my Jay Kaufman. Right? This is NYPD Office, composed by Jay Kaufman from Supreme League of Patriots. Wonderful horn writing, great harmonies uh, with trumpet yeah. and sax. Super funky. Got that clav, which is just really bringing the funk. Great bass playing. It's this combination of it's well composed, it's really well performed, it's well arranged, it's right in the pocket. I think there's a lot of people playing this game that aren't going to be aware of how good it is just because it feels so right on. It feels comfortable. If you're in an NYPD office, this is just exactly what you're expecting to hear. And I think sometimes uh, those things can go unsung. Like, the more you nail something, well, almost you know, the less noticeable it is. It's interesting. I feel like he does just enough to evoke the cliche, but again... The things about the the arrangement that catch your ear make it feel like a novel piece of music. I really think that's mm-hmm. a key because as much as I respect people that are able to, you know, faithfully approximate a style dead on, there is something kind of that can be forgotten or dismissed about that kind of music where there's just a few things about this piece that feel different enough that give it its own musical identity. And I yeah. want to just talk about some of them. Uh, I, I think the, the use of those low octave piano things, like, that was something even before listening to the piece I'm like it's gonna have mm-hmm. those low octave bluesy piano like it has to that's just would feel so right but it also uses a little bit of what sounds like timpani um, doubling it at the beginning in addition with that really kind of like funky guitar but my favorite thing about well, it well then you have that really cheesy synth which is so perfect for like 70s stuff right but my favorite thing about this track are those saxophone harmonies that evoke this like modal jazz thing they sound like straight out of like a Miles Davis album like it sounds like it's very famous track from kind of blue you know the Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. remember. So what? Um, so what? Yeah. Yeah. So what? It really kind of reminds me of that type of like modal out there jazz harmony. And it's interesting to get that in this kind of track, which again, just shows you like Jay Kaufman knows his stuff. And when he's going to try to send up an era, he really wants it to be authentic and Man, reflect, that's good. you know, the types of music he loves. Ah, that's one of my favorite tracks of the day. So, so good. All right, let's move on to the next one. This is really cool. Let's take a listen to Tech Room. Can't get better than this. Ugh, the one and only Jay Kaufman here with Tech Room. That one bass breakdown where the drums cut out was so funky. Great sax playing here. Once again, the saxophonist is Jim Skimanetti. Does a great job. Yeah, this it, it's it, this is probably now the best track of the day. I think it probably yeah. edged out that NYPD yep. office. Ooh, it's so amazing. God, I, I love a good, like, sequency jazzy melody, you know? I mean, it, it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of, like, Taxi Driver or something. Um, but, it, oh, my God, yes. is it ever funky. That bass line is just wonderful. You know, I love a bass line that it, it almost has a melodic function. You know, it's serving all the functions of, the, like, the bass notes and everything, but it, it has its own independent line that's catchy. Right. I do want to bring up one thing why I love this particular album, and it's kind of a microcosm of Jake's work, is that although uh, he's able to kind of superficially evoke something that's cheesy and campy with maybe the sound of that sax, it's cheesy, but musically, 
there's a lot of heart there. There's a lot of meat to these bones. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, the totally. groove, the the playing. It's not just throwing it away. Like oh, let's just do something silly. We hear this kind of music all the time for adventure games. Um, nothing against the Sierra composers, but there's a lot of kind of silly, uh, kind of suave, funky uh, music in the Sierra games. But it's just kind of throwaway musically. Where this, like, you could actually analyze this, and there's a lot of sure. thought and care uh, put into this. I music. think that, that that's why I'm very kind of averse to calling something cheesy in like a, a negative sense because I think a lot of times yeah. it's sort of a defensive criticism because something has gotten too big or too popular you know when a sound is too popular or too expressive too emotional I think it's kind of a safe defensive reaction to kind of be like Ugh, that's just like cheesy that's corny it sounds mm-hmm. like whatever and a lot of the music that we think sounds corny was at one time really popular in kind of the style of the day and so I I, I don't know something like this you're right I, I honestly think some of the most expressive most intricate music we might kind of scoff at because it doesn't sound cool to mm-hmm. our contemporary ears but you know the stuff we think sounds cool now won't be contemporary in 10 years and five <laughs> years so there's there's no point I don't know I think in like putting stock into that it's it's nailing a sound completely and you're right it's innovating musically and genuinely within that style well that's what's impressive is if we wanted to we could just not say anything about the the clear homages here and we could just talk about the music and we'd still be a great episode right. I gotta say that this little pop pocket we're in is the strongest little pocket of the album starting with that nypd office that track and the next two so this these four tracks here are probably the best uh, of the album let's take a listen to this next track it's true believers club You guys are listening to True Believers Club, composed by Jake Kaufman. Will, I'm going to give you the reins. Uh, what, what, what do you think about this track? I think it's funny that you hear a track like this and assume to give me the reins, because uh, <laughs> I could just as easily do the same to you. Um, but no matter. Uh, I think it's wonderful. Well, I think you don't listen to as much of this music as I do. I, this is like almost the only kind of music I listen to these days. Disco? <laughs> no, just like something that's funky and improvisational, I guess. No, absolutely. Uh, I really, uh, something I'm starting to notice that I think is interesting about the kind of like disco strings thing is how much of it relies on um, staccato rhythms. And like reboat articulations is I think another thing um, that's sort of characteristic about it. And again, it's perfect for kind of uh, virtual instrument do-it-yourself kind of thing because those staccato articulations uh, sound the most convincing um, so you know it's just that sort of perfect marriage and I also think uh, the sound he's getting for the reverb seems to me very painstaking and precise he, like he really wanted to evoke um, the exact production sound of you know an old disco record mm-hmm. and I think he nails that for the strings even though they, they don't necessarily sound like a live orchestra completely um, the aesthetic of it is really spot on and so it like goes to that place in your brain where it like feels yeah. old school, feels classic Yeah, he, he really nails it so much I'm the only criticism I could give uh, and it's really not that important because this is supposed to be 70s is that the drum sound is a little bit lacking on this track and some of the tracks, uh, some yeah. of 
yeah. them sound different. I don't know if they were mixed in like different sessions. But I think he was going for like a very thin kind of snare sound, but it's almost like too thin, and it, it has it, no real character. It's to interesting it. because that's a real top. That's a real challenge when you want to get that '70s cardboard drum sound. You can't make it sound too DIY nowadays because otherwise it just sounds like kind of like a modern kind of digital recording that's that's not mic'd well as, a, as opposed to a retro recording uh, it, it's it's really tough you know if you ever want to learn how to get that retro drum sound listen to Wolfpack because they nail that 70s cardboard sound almost better than anybody you know what I think is um, kind of an interesting concept is trying to and it's something that's very applicable to video games is trying to make something new that sounds like it's old and we talk about that a lot but specifically when you're talking about engineering one of the hardest things to do yeah trying to evoke like a objectively worse thing you know drums were mic'd poorly and maybe the drum the instruments themselves weren't as good but it's a sound that we know and it's something to try to get back to and it's interesting how um a lot of things are come to through ease and convenience but then you know years later people look back at it with kind of a fine tooth comb and say how can we recapture this specific thing isn't that funny who would have ever dreamed that you know let's say the Beatles when they're recording in Abbey Road with the kind of weird way they recorded drums in the 60s right. now it's like almost impossible to capture that sound thing. exactly but they, they were trying always to improve their sound and now we want to go back to it right well, it's amazing just how often that's happened throughout history, particularly recent history when it comes to technology and recording. And even when you think about early video games, the idea now of wanting to go back to old 8-bit or 16-bit sounds, you know, the people that are still programming Commodore 64 music or, you know, people trying to make NES chip tunes, where it's like at the time that was viewed as such a hindrance, such a limitation to try to overcome. And now it's like this specific aesthetic that people want to recapture there's something interesting about that well guys i'm really excited to move on to this week's track of the week this is stan's theme once again composed by jay kaufman it's a little bit slower paced it's just oh my god it's it's really sexy is what it is let's take a listen <laughs> to stan's theme from supreme league of patriots <laughs> with this piece of music you guys are listening to stan's theme from supreme league of patriots composed by jay kaufman it's so great because uh he's using the wah pedal on the bass here but i think he's also using it on the guitar as well uh and actually this is a track where i love the drum sound and maybe it's the context but everything feels super on the nose the flute melody is really good there's so much space i love the the use of space in this track it's a slow tempo and you know the melody on the flute has like a measure or two of space in between its lines and I don't know, it just gives you room to just breathe and groove and just kind of close your eyes and get lost in it. Love it. You know, it's interesting, Carl. I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think is mm-hmm. the sexiest chord? If you had to pick, and I don't mean like A I know minor. Exactly I mean just is. like what kind of, you know, is it a seventh chord? Is it just a... It's a minor seventh chord for exactly. sure. Yeah. I was definitely fishing for that answer. Yeah. Or even minor nine is even probably a little sexier than that. <laughs> well, you know what's kind of interesting about... But then after that, you actually get a little bit less sexy. So the 11 is a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I feel 
like honestly talking about evoking kind of sexuality there is this universal thing in the building blocks of our music you know obviously this comes out of the jazz tradition um, but you think of something on a completely opposite spectrum of that. You think of some classical music in, you know, the late 1800s, early 20th centuries. You have composers like Debussy or Ravel that are, you know, starting to use. I can't believe you know, like we're major, going here. Major, major, no, I'm serious. <laughs> using major seventh chords and minor seventh chords and like half diminished chords in like a very free way. And it's also because they're trying to evoke sexuality. They're trying to do something romantic and beautiful. And it's, it's funny. It's, it's such a completely different context, but you know, with music, we have the basic building blocks that we're given. And it's interesting that there's these kind of universal threads that tie together certain things to the fact that you can just play a chord on the piano and instantly just the emotions that you get from that one chord in a way, they're kind of universal. I think that's an amazing thing. Another thing to, to be fair is almost any chord that you play with a wah pedal is going to be much more <laughs> sexual. Uh, so that that's just so, yeah, so God, good. that bass right. line is um, just the funkiest, tastiest We're going to move on to the next track, which is Basement. Let's take a listen to this. stuff you guys were listening to basement from supreme league of patriots featuring upright bass here um interesting uh one of the few tracks that is going for a little bit more of a straight ahead jazz sound you don't hear that a lot uh the drummer's sounds like he's playing he's swinging on the bell of the ride cymbal which is kind of an odd choice here <laughs> it could be he's more of a pop uh funk drummer not so much of a jazz drummer you but... are so critical of of drums <laughs> no it, it's there's nothing it's 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 good i i really like the vibes work here and the sax work uh no, there's the... nothing wrong with it you know if you're into that sort of thing no i'm not going to criticize it too much um but you can tell that these guys aren't like jazz cats i guess i would say uh, but but it were I mean they would fool a lot of people. I mean this this sounds really good. Um, and this track particularly really reminds me of Sam and Max. You know you have those vibe right. solos in an adventure game such as this. Great uh, piano solos here. I'm pretty sure this must be Jake. This is wonderful stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's almost not enough time in the universe for Jake Kaufman to make as many different types of soundtracks as I want him to make. I want him right. to work on every game and do every single style. You know, he's so versatile. Uh, he could, he can really do anything. It's it's incredibly inspiring, honestly, as a composer to see someone who's been able to create such a strong identity. Mm. You know, he's very popular yeah. and well-loved and well-liked and known for being versatile, known for being someone who can do all different kinds of things. There really isn't that go-to Jake Kaufman sound. You know, it's you, no one would ever accuse him. Other than something just being good. Right. Yeah. But no one would ever accuse him of doing the same thing over and over again. Yet there are these tenets in his music that are so strong. I think it's incredibly... Uh, impressive it is impressive inspiring. another word i would use to describe it is supreme and i'm so glad that he brought together this league of really you have to say they're patriots they're just they're pa they're true patriots here it's uh, patriots good. of funk let's move on to outside apartment here we go
Funky. You guys are listening to Outside Apartment. I wonder if this takes place in a similar game, uh, similar part of the game as Apartment, you know, when you step outside, maybe this is the music you hear. Super good stuff. I think it's not a stretch to assume that. Everybody's really interacting in this track in a nice way, you know, the drums and the bass and the, per- the auxiliary percussion, the flute, guitar, synth. Everyone's really kind of doing just what they need and not really any more than they need for the song. They're kind of servicing the song. In general, I'd say the playing on this album is very tasteful. It's not super flashy. There are moments of, um, you know, some like really uh, busy kind of bass playing when it works and when it's called for. But in general, uh, the playing here is just servicing the song, and that's really all you can ask for for uh, performers. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm speechless. I think uh, it's funny. We've already exhausted a lot of know, our pontificating right? on just the first half of the soundtrack. Um, so now I think we might have to get a bit more detailed. Well, that's okay because we still have all this wonderful music. So even if we said nothing the rest of the episode, it'd still be enjoyable, right? So awesome. We're going to move on to the next track here. Uh, this is TV Production Offices. You can really tell in this track Jake is kind of stretching out and enjoying this project. Probably some of the most out there chords on the album. It's so wonderful. I'm a really big fan of that doubling again you're hearing with the glockenspiel and strings and just a lot of things going on with this track. Will, there's so much going on here. What are some of the things that jumped out at you? Well, it's funny you mentioned that doubling. Uh, it's something about disco music that I've always particularly loved. From like a chord level and a general like attitude level, it's really just kind of dirty and funky and emotional. Mm-hmm. It feels youthful and raw and energetic. Kind of um, gritty. Again, very kind of sexual. Um, yet, I always found it, I always sort of found it funny being someone that was born in the 90s, you know, hearing this old disco music with such heavy use of, you know, strings and orchestral instruments. It felt like this interesting tenant to the old way of doing things. The idea that pop music was done with big orchestras, which I think is just a carryover from like the big band era. In a way, you could say disco is sort of like the revival of that you know kind of a big studio band almost like the next stage for Motown or something Um, but there's something about that it's like the balance between adulthood and childhood in a way that I think is one of the things that made it such a viable form of music and so Mm -hmm. universal appealing to young people and adults you know well now we're going to move on to a track that has uh quite a different function than i think a lot of this at least when i'm listening to the music of it this feels a lot more like uh action score to me like maybe the the characters are infiltrating some sort of compound or i mean i guess probably a hospital because (laughs) this track is called hospital probably help if you actually played the game (laughs) (laughs) so this is hospital from supreme league of patriots
very interesting track, a change of pace from everything else. Uh, most of the track is in six, and uh, there's some interesting ideas here, very spacey and vibey. Um, it doesn't necessarily feel that um, maybe cliche to the, a lot of the tones that the game's going for, so it feels like one of the pieces of music that's a little bit more unique and on its own. Uh, I like it. Well, again, it's that, that idea where everything is tied together through the instrumentation, but the music is, sure. you know, all over the place in a wonderful way. You know, it, it's all I kind guess of the one thing that is um, very familiar is kind of that kind of droning constant guitar. Do, 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 sure. do, 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 do. That feels action movie to well, me. And this does have a little bit of that, I don't want to say spy movie, but old TV show thing. TV it's cop not so show, much, yeah. yeah. It's not the idea of a spy per se, but it's just a lot of TV show music in the 70s really borrowed a lot from funk so there's actually a lot that i could say because i'd say most of the music feels like a cop it feels like a cop show like some sort of 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. starsky and hutch or something and i used to just almost be obsessed with right um trying to musically capture the 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 funny kind of over the top 80s style i actually made a fake soundtrack in high school oh my gosh i almost completely forgot about yeah i think it was called big and blue Minneapolis, Minneapolis Police, Police Squad. Squad. Oh, yeah. Dude, so you're it was like me back. we wrote this fake soundtrack uh, to this cop movie that we were gonna make, and I think I wrote, I even wrote like a script for it. We never made it, but we made the music for it and tried to make it as cheesy as possible. But it's so yeah, you fun wrote to the do script. That. The script was done. You even had it casted, but yeah, you never <laughs> shot it. The music was awesome. It was like very. I think it's interesting that some of your early projects as a composer were ironic. Mm-hmm. I think it says sure. maybe something about your personality. Well, I mean, yeah, I actually, I still have all that music. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we thought about I thought doing, um, re, uh, sometime soon, guys, we're going to, we're going to try to do some live stuff, like some Facebook live streams and whatnot. Maybe on one of the live streams, I could play you guys some of the big and blue music from when I wrote it in high school. You might get a kick out well, of it. Cause it's kind of exciting. Yeah. We're looking to hopefully revamp, revitalize, um, some stuff on the podcasts because Carl, I don't know if you want to share this right now, but Carl, yeah, why don't we talk about it now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm really feeling really excited about the show and the potential of the show right now. Um, in a, in a couple of weeks from now, I'm actually going to be kind of leaving my corporate day job and just focusing a hundred percent full time on music, Uh, a couple different eggs in, in, in a couple different baskets, uh, doing some lessons, going to be doing some mixing work and really want to try to focus as much as I can on the podcast and how to, uh, expand our audience. One of the things we we actually just uploaded last night was our first Marcado mixtape, which is an idea I had to upload on YouTube, just the music of uh, previous episodes that we've released. We have a lot of other ideas. Like I said, we want to do some some live streams in the future, maybe even do like a live podcast where maybe yeah. we won't release it um, Sunday night like we usually do. We'll let you guys know we're going to be doing a live one like Monday morning. And obviously, eventually, it'll still go on the feed after that. But if you want to tune in live, it might it just might be a, a fun way to spice things up. So I have yeah. some more ideas like that in store. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because it's also it's perfectly coinciding with me being on uh, summer vacation yeah. from school. So. I can't I can't wait for that. And next week, guys, is is show and tell. So it's finally a time when Will's back in town. We're gonna do a show and tell. Um, maybe we could even do some sort of live part of it or something. We'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I can't wait for this summer. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, let's get back into it we still got some music to finish off the day next track is called nurse julie's theme here we go
You guys are listening to Nurse Julie's theme, which um, has some similarities to Hospital in the sense that both of them feel very background-oriented. A little bit dark, too, you know, emotionally. Some interesting instruments here. You have the organ mixed with the kind of small string chamber group and the piano and vibes as well. Yeah, it's funny. Based on the um, what we've heard of the music up until this point, when Carl says organ, I think a lot of us would be imagining like a B3, like a Hammond mm-hmm. jazz almost, or rock organ. This is like almost organ, like a church organ sound. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a pipe organ. Well, guys, the next track has a perfectly fitting title. It's Flamboyant Superheroes Theme. This is a really fun, colorful track. Let's take a listen. Yes, Jake's bringing the funk back. We had a little bit of a respite there in the past two tracks, but this is what I'm talking about here. Uh, Guys, I'm having such a blast in this episode. One of the funnest ones that I've done in a long time. I don't know about you, Will, but I'm having so much fun today. One last thing I wanted to say, uh, uh, you know, touching on what we said uh, a couple minutes ago. If you guys are enjoying this show, if you're new to the show... It would mean the world to us if you wouldn't mind telling some friends about our podcast that you think might enjoy it too. That's really one of the best ways that we can expand our audience and try to keep doing this show for you guys. If you enjoy it, try to eventually um, maybe get some sponsors and whatnot. So yeah, if you want to tell some friends, that would help us a lot. Leaving iTunes reviews really helps out. We do have a Patreon, um, and we're so thankful for all of our supporters on there. So if you're interested, um, head on over to Patreon. Um, yeah, and particularly tell friends that don't know about the show. You know, if sure. you are already active listeners it probably doesn't help to, no i'm just kidding right <laughs> yeah so just just kind of thinking more about about ways we can expand our audience so um and one final thank you guys and that's not to say we don't love our current audience i i love all you guys i mean i'm, I'm happy with uh the amount of listeners that we currently have and kind of the interaction that we have with all of you we're so incredibly grateful i mean yeah i definitely i definitely am too uh but i do know that i think it's just like it's a it's a fun party and i want to make it even bigger i want to bring more people to it right and i feel this potential i feel like this show um, has the ability to reach a larger audience i think a lot of people would enjoy what we're bringing i think you also feel the pressure of oh my god i left my job i, I feel start the pressure of i'm this. leaving my job and i need some money yeah that's that's <laughs> exactly what it is awesome awesome well we got some more music for you today before you say goodbye let's play uh cold war warriors theme here we go stuff you guys are listening to cold war warriors theme composed by jay kaufman from soundtrack supreme league of patriots definitely nails that cold war sound will i want to hear your thoughts on this because this kind of reminds me of the vein that we had to go for in our pocket defender game what do you think 
Absolutely. It completely captures uh, the Russian nationalistic style, which is sort of a combination of, like, you know, European march tradition with Russian uh, folk music, particularly, I think, the chord structure and mm-hmm. some of the ornaments. I'm surprised. It's surprisingly not uh, cliche. I think when we were yeah. doing the pocket defender thing, I was trying to use all the kind of cliches in the book for Russian music to evoke that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this totally captures it. I think the thing to me that feels most Russian about this, other than their just general chord structure, is the bam, 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 bam. I was just um, going to say that. That yeah. specific um, string of notes, not necessarily that rhythm, is something that is, uh, I think, I've heard definitely before in other Russian mm-hmm. pieces. And I think, uh, you know, the kind of march quality of it, it just, yeah, it totally fits the kind of Cold War idea. I think also from our perspective, I think as Americans, when we think of the Cold War, we think of Russia. But I bet, you know, when Russia thinks of the Cold War, they think of America. So Sure. Well, now we're going to move on to another fun piece that's also happens to be in six. Uh, you know, most of the time signatures you hear in a lot of music is 4-4. Four, four. This one is six, which gives a little bit of a contrast to a lot of the tracks. Let's take a listen to Ellis Island Tower. This is just killer. I love how he's able to nail this sound. It feels like film score, like something like in the end of a spy movie, even something like The Incredibles. You can tell you're reaching the end of this adventure. This is Ellis Island Tower, composed by Jay Kaufman. Yeah, again, we're hearing that pipe organ mixed with some choral samples. It definitely feels Mm -hmm. epic. The emotional character is very sort of climactic. You can tell we're getting to the finish. But it's still funky. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Though there's never any question about that. That was never going to be a problem. This I got to say, this episode is going to spoil me because the next time I hear, you know, just choral or organ sounds and it's not funky, I'm going to be like, oh, this is kind of lacking here because this soundtrack really has everything, you know? Well, we do have a show and tell, so I guess the onus is on you to bring in just funky oh, music. Oh, snaps. I think Play I can Play that oblige. funky music, white boy. I can oblige that. It's That's a command. Kind of, it's what I do well, so maybe I'll just kind of focus on that specialize all right now we're going to move on to the next track this is office of superpowers This is so good. You guys are listening to Office of Superpowers, composed by Jake Kaufman. Oh my gosh, guys. I, I'm so grateful we get to do this episode because it's a nonstop funk thrill ride. This is like such in my wheelhouse. So thanks everybody for indulging. I, I don't think it's too much of an indulgement because I think you guys are probably all really loving this as well. Oh, so good. Yeah. 
couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I honestly have nothing to add. That we, we've, we've said all we can say. We've, we've yes. kissed as much ass as we can kiss. <laughs> uh, now we just gotta let the funk speak. No, for it's itself. wonderful. The funk does speak for itself. I, I, um, that's what I love I'm, about I'm it. I'm sad to see this episode go. This is. That's just been... why it's, it's good to know though that we could never do a podcast just on like r- funk music because it does speak for itself. You know, it's not about analyzing and oh, I love this change. You just gotta feel it and groove to it and really that's what it's about which is what i love about it all right now we're going to move on to last track of the day this is ellis island night You guys are listening to Ellis Island Night, which is by far the most 80s track on the album. Uses that nice FM synth. Guys, thank you once again for (laughs) letting us focus on this wonderful funky music to Supreme League of Patriots. Uh, You know, when a new Jake Kaufman soundtrack comes out, it's an exciting day. And whenever we get to spotlight on the podcast on a Jake Kaufman soundtrack, it's an exciting week. Uh, I could see some of you maybe listening to this episode twice. Uh, It's just so dang funky. Yeah, absolutely. The man is a genius. He's a legend. Uh, we're still hoping that someday we get to have him on the podcast. I know. That would be such a dream. Uh, really excited for Will to uh, get back for a summer break. Next week, like we said, we have show and tell, which has been a long time since we've done a show and tell. So that's going to be very cathartic and fun. One more time, guys. We do have a Patreon. We'll probably shoot that link out. It's been a while since we promoted that. Our Patreon. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're starting those Mercado mixtapes. Uh, let us know also if you want uh, zip files files of the earlier seasons we can hook you up with that a lot of cool stuff going on so uh thanks you guys for continuing to be awesome i think the other thing the other thing to keep in mind is uh pretty soon uh one of the two marcado bros will be unemployed so uh, <laughs> i don't know not to you know force you guys into anything um but fair point just fair point. i don't know a little soft encouragement because you know poor carl we don't want him to starve that would be very sad i don't think that's going to happen all right guys we're going to play no, you i'm out. actually carl i want to say i'm really i'm really proud of you for Thank doing you. this i'm excited that you're doing the full-time musician thing it's very inspiring to me it's swinging the bat I'm hoping I can sort of piggyback off of whatever success you come to and then just shove you down and, you know, use it to get myself up higher. Or, did I say that? Out Absolutely. Loud? That's what we all hope for. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> I don't take risks like that quite enough. So it's it's the time where I feel like, you know, it's a little bit risky, but I want to see if I can make it work. Um, you know, I was just going to say that. Yeah, you should take more risk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What about if I take a risk and don't say what the playout track is? Just be really rebellious and just peace out, drop the mic. No, I'm not going to do that. The playout track is called Bank Siege. You guys are awesome. Uh, once again, my name is Carl Brueggemann. I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We love you guys. Have a great week. Peace out. Peace out.